1: This is Julie Dolan. This is Liz Dolan. This is Sheila Dolan. This is Monica Dolan. This is Leanne Dolan. You're listening to another classic, classic, ep- classic episode of Satellite Sisters To Go. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. Any conversation can. You any can. Conversation can. And I said, hey now, give me the meltdown, take it out
2: on me this time around. We are the Satellite Sisters, yes we are, welcome to the show, I'm Sheila Dolan with my sister Leanne.
0: Hey, I'm here on a Monday. Yeah, I know. Of, Were you surprised I, when I showed up this morning? I was a little scared, Leon. You yeah. were a little late. I know. I <laughs> know. I came in with just two minutes to go because I don't usually work Monday, so of course I had to get up, throw some laundry in, make the kids lunch. I blew dry my hair, maybe you didn't notice. I did notice Leanne. What
2: I what did I say? Did you do something to your hair? Yes you did. <laughs>
0: yes.
2: <laughs> Thought maybe you lightened it, you just blew it dry. Yeah, that's it. And Julie Julie, where, where, where are, are you? Yes, Yes,
1: I am back in Steamboat Springs, but I've been in Dallas all weekend. Okay. All right, okay. so we
2: are going to get an Operation South Fork update, I'm yes. sure. But coming up, we want to mention, coming up on the show this week, we have some incredible guests. Great and guests. Great guests. First of all, Calvin Trillin is coming on. He is a wonderful writer. He wrote for The New Yorker and The New York Times, and he wrote a beautiful, loving portrait of his deceased wife uh it's called about alice and he's coming into the studio oh. Sheila, which is a
0: thrill to meet a writer of his sort of statue and he's, he's a classy guy he is a classy guy so i'm looking forward to talking to him all and right then for you oh
2: also very classy better single than sorry yes jen Sheft is coming on um she's going to share all her you know insights into into the dating world uh, her now, book, who was
0: she on, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? W- she
2: was
1: on The Bachelorette. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I can't remember yeah. if she was. We're going <laughs>
1: to clear that up before she shows up, aren't we? Well, I know
0: exactly who she is, but yeah. I couldn't remember if she got the rose or gave
1: the rose. I She's I don't know.
0: very, very pretty.
2: Better yeah. single than sorry okay. is her uh, book. And actually, she was on both land. That's why it's so confusing. Oh, really? Yeah, she switched over. okay. Yeah, no, okay. no, she knows what she's doing. Also okay. for you, Liam, Steve Rushen
0: is yes, coming on. Yes, Sports illustrator writer Steve Rushen's going to be here to talk about the Super Bowl coming up next week.
2: All righty. And finally, if that's not enough, our big
0: day sweepstakes winner I know. is going to be on the show. We're Can't sorry. Can't wait to meet her. Yeah, because we're sorry you didn't win the trip to Fiji, but she did. <laughs> so we're going to talk to her. Only one person can
2: win. But Julie, first of all, what is going on?
1: Okay, well, you know, I, I've launched Operation South Fork, and that's my code name for I am moving to Dallas, Texas, and I'm trying to find a house. Okay. And Sheila, you know, I know we're going to be talking about dating this week, but I think house... House hunting is a lot like dating, you know? Don't you find... You, well, first of all, when you're when you're yes. house hunting, you have to look at a lot of product. Yes, you do. Yes, you yes. have to look at a lot of product. Right. The good news don't is... Don't take
2: the, the first thing you see, <laughs> right? That's what you told me, Leanne. Yeah, yes, yes, that's true.
1: Were you talking about a house or a boyfriend? No, uh, both. Uh, uh, I yeah. usually say both with the online dating and the house hunting. Well, this is the thing with the online dating, Leanne. You can do an, a lot electronically now. You know, I've been taking all these virtual tours online. You can select and eliminate a lot of things online. But I mean, Julie,
2: is it like, I mean, because I've done the online dating and what a guy looks like online is very different than what he looks like in person. You have
1: that, shield. Also, there are code words, you know, words when they talk about the description of the house, but perhaps this is like, you know, how, you know, guys describe themselves online. I now know when I see the code word, dramatic staircase that's not the house for me (laughs) you know that is not I don't need some giant spiral thing I'll fall down a a dramatic staircase yeah I don't
2: like a guy who like jets off on exotic to exotic places every weekend either yeah you know (laughs) I don't want to be jetting off. I just want to be home. Is that right?
1: Right. So these are code words. So you can use that. So again, a lot of the product you can eliminate just right there online. But Mm -hmm. then you have to get out and actually look at the stuff. Right, Sheila? You have to get on. You you have have to go on
2: the date. You You have have to to actually be up close and personal.
1: And I have to tell you, you know, I've done this now for a couple of weekends, very intensive, several days all day long, and it was it's kind of it's deeply disappointing sheila you know cause, Julie,
2: <laughs> I hear you you know it's just
1: <laughs> Sheila, have you ever had a drive by? I mean a couple of houses I just I was like don't stop is what I said oh. to the real estate agent <laughs>
2: oh yeah, no, there were several dates I had where I saw him walking up. And I wanted to turn around, but I couldn't. It was too late. Right.
1: <laughs> Drive bys. Like I where think... was I
2: going to run to? You know what I mean. <laughs> the ladies' yeah. room at
1: Starbucks for the yeah. rest of the afternoon. <laughs> and then you know, there's a lot of new construction homes in Dallas, which mm-hmm. are good, you know, and they're you know they're appealing because they're shiny and new, but I'm very suspicious of it, you know, Sheila. I just I just don't think that's the right thing for me. You know, I'm just it's not maybe the right fit
2: right no a guy that looks too good is just not good for me
1: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> like those there there are several houses yeah. that are, were just too hot they were too hot you know really either, well they were they either cost too much lean so i just right. i couldn't you know you can't even get into it or you knew by the chance you know if you if they even came up on the market you were n- totally going to be outbid you know i mean right. they were okay just, so right. too hot had to eliminate all of those you know and then you know you or some were just like the wrong style you know i mean you, you know you know she'll with guys yeah. it's a fine style but it's just not your style right right
2: right like tattoos i mean <laughs> fully tattooed or earrings or things like that yeah
1: so i was getting a little discouraged cuz i'm trying to find you know a house in a neighborhood that I'll like or some so sometimes I'd see a house but I didn't like the neighborhood right or other times I'd see the neighborhood and I didn't like the house you know and I was getting very discouraged but my real estate agent kept saying something good will pop up Sheila do you feel like that that's well, something and
2: that, Julie you have been saying that to me for years yes. now right yes, yes. you kept yes. saying you said don't worry you know something good the right man will come along yes, yes. leave
1: your light on Yes. leave your light <laughs> on. stay
2: open <laughs> so as stay, as Oprah says, open. Yes.
1: stay open so i I was stayed open, so this weekend, I have to say, I saw a pretty house on a pretty street in a pretty neighborhood. Oh, oh. Julie, that's fantastic. I know I know, but I have very low expectations yeah. you know when I went into the house, you know it's like the first date, you know, I right. just well, then I you just,
2: won't be disappointed See, I know that's I just, my problem i <laughs> yeah. that's
1: right, I just like, okay, it's gonna be a dog inside or it's not gonna be right, or this is gonna be too small or too big or cost too much, or you know. So I was, I was just holding my breath as mm. I went through this house. Oh, house. Yeah. And then it was an infatuation. We went back to this house three times. Oh, oh. Okay. And then we drove around the house at night in oh, the neighborhood. That's, then we that's when around. the obsession starts. Yeah. We walked around. It's okay. Stalking. So we were stalking this house. There's no doubt about it. I don't know why we didn't get picked up. I'm not sure. So this is, I mean, so we, but I, this is a popular house. So I know. Oh. So I, there. So we put in an offer on this house, and Leon, I have to tell you, you're yes. going to be so proud of me because you know I we've made some real estate blunders in our. I'm life. a little worried when I hear you say the words "put
0: in an offer." Why? There's, because you've done no consultation with, with the real with estate <laughs>
1: professional in
0: the family. I had no husband. time, Leon. Okay. Leanne, this
1: house was going to move. Okay, but I I did do consulting with several local real estate uh, real estate um, aficionados okay. in Dallas. Right. Okay. okay. So it wasn't just, you know, it's kind of like Sheila. Like, sometimes she needs to get sec- a second opinion on a boyfriend. Okay. So I, I we saw it most times. <laughs> <laughs> we sought uh, many additional second opinions, but here's the thing. It, we knew it was going to be multiple offers. Right. I mean, they just, this house was swarmed. Okay. Swarmed. People want this house because it's pretty house yeah. on a pretty street in a pretty neighborhood uh-huh. so as part of our bid you know what i don't know if i guess this how low did
0: you go jill how, did you have to like put in pictures of the satellite sisters i mean really i wrote
1: a letter okay, oh, okay. i wrote a letter oh, okay first great. of all like, we've given them pretty much all of our money okay yeah. that that's what that's mm-hmm. all of yeah. the money but that's not enough no apparently yeah. in texas you have to write a letter Ooh, maybe, well, what did you include well this is the thing she it's kind of like a college application yeah. what is it you know you have to sort of Tell the people that own the house why, you know, who you are and why you want, you know, why you want to buy this. How much this you're going to love it and yes, what it's uh, going to mean to you what and your family. Mean, your family, yes. Do you
0: know much about the owner
1: so you could tailor the letter? We, yes, Leon, I did tailor the letter because we know where the owners are moving. And it's, and I you know, I don't Moscow, want to Moscow, Russia? Here. No, no, it wasn't Moscow, Russia, which is good, which is good. But okay. it was a locale that I we uh, had childhood memories of, oh, so I was able yay. to weave oh. that into my letter. Oh, beautiful, so job. Okay, so but, Leanne, here's the thing about the house. Yeah. I realized it this morning when I woke up. I am buying your house in Dallas, <laughs> Texas. Oh, way to go! Oh. All right, Jule. And, and Leanne, is, you
2: have a pretty house on a pretty street. What, that's,
1: yes. Yes, that's in a pretty neighborhood. Oh, that's great. Uh, it. There, I woke up this morning, and that's, <laughs> that's what I said funny. to my husband. I was like doesn't this house kind of remind you of, <laughs> of leon's house well so then your fun. husband
2: will be happy leon yes he will be good. he will be
1: happy he will be happy i think you will be happy you'll be very proud of me you know, oh good okay okay and so. you'll enjoy living in it yeah wow. i, yeah, I, I know you, you enjoy living in your house <laughs> yeah. how about in, me
2: <laughs> don't i get anything i'm only kidding
1: sheila has some excellent guest rooms so you're gonna you're going to enjoy that but you have to keep your fingers crossed oh so don't... when will you oh, find Julie. out well sometime today you know it's very nerve-wracking you know i you just you no, just don't know. we are we multiple all offers. good vibes out. All yeah. Things could
0: happen, you know. I just how this is, Julie. What's ironic because you said it's a lot like our house. Remember, we got our house in a bidding war. Yes, And yes. Uh, we only won the house by like some crazy amount of money, like five hundred dollars. Which, when you're buying a large house, is ridiculous. That's I like know. eight pizzas. I know over, so for ten it was years bad. or something. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a really small amount of money. But our real estate agent was really in the know. That's what you feel you have confident to... with your real estate agent yes. that she's maybe working illegally behind the scenes on she your behalf? Work, she's working Excellent. the back channels. Good. Right,
1: so I feel like that is good. Oh, I feel really. like we re- wrote this very dear letter <laughs> in my best handwriting pen, penmanship penmanship way, good to go, Jewel. <laughs> way to go so, joel way to go all right so maybe tomorrow i can tell you if we're if maybe, you got it or not yeah yeah oh that would be great
0: it. news Ooh. okay we will keep our fingers crossed because it is nerve nerve-wracking if you've yes, ever been is. in a uh, bidding war i know, you know. And, so,
1: so, and i gotta be ready to emotionally walk away from it right so, Sheila. you know how it is with dating you got to emotionally walk away from me, from that's I've, her problem away. <laughs> she does not know how to emotionally detach <laughs>
0: <laughs> that you've hit the problem the, right on the head thank Thank you, Leanne. Okay. All right. Speaking of dating, well, <laughs> Sheila and I Couple are, news. are in agreement. It is the most heinous wedding announcement we've ever seen in the New York Times on oh, yes. Sunday. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. We are going to analyze this wedding announcement. Just says a lot about men in kilts. That's all I want to say. We're <laughs> the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us.
2: are the Satellite Sisters. Sheila Dolan here with my sisters, Leanne and Julie. Our phone number is 866-33-SISTER. Well, Julie, Leanne and I, every once in a while, we like to sit down on a Monday morning and go over the New York Times wedding section. We just find it funny. you know? <laughs> It's These our version
0: the... of Monday morning quarterbacking.
2: Yeah, so there's a special uh, every, every Sunday in the New York Times, you can get the wedding section, of course, but it's also online at NewYorkTimes.com and there's a special column called the Vows column, where they feature one couple. They have giant pictures. And then they tell the entire backstory. So Leon called me, I mean, left an email, said basically, Sheila, check out the man in the kilt this <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. It's the wedding of Shannon Ham and John Warner well, the Oh,
1: And so sounds like
0: a familiar name, John
2: Warner. Well, fourth. yes,
0: it is Senator John Warner's son. Right. He went
2: to UVA, Julie, um, and they voted him. Hellmaster, four (laughs) years in a row at his fraternity. Um,
1: He was a jubilant undergrad. He became
2: a professional race car driver um, because he loves blood sports. Uh. And then he proceeded after graduation to live in a giant abandoned home by himself with 18th century furniture and a lot of pool tables. Right, Leanne? <laughs> yes. Now, that's where the trouble starts. Yeah. Okay. Living as a single guy. Right. All right, so apparently he went on just so many dates, Leanne. And yes. Oh, it was so 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 awful for him. You know
0: what, Julie? The entire wedding announcement is filled with the most heinous quotes from John Warner IV. And he describes, this is an actual quote, every woman he's dated, he said, a lot of women in New York and L.A. are in it for the dollar. Not for a healthy relationship, so oh. he became disillusioned. Oh, poor okay. John Warner the fourth! And then it goes on to describe his usual dates, which were models and socialites. So I'm glad he likes to think every woman <laughs> right. comprises models and socialites. Oh, right. Okay? And then
2: you know he he basically he got tired of all of that. Julie. Yes. Oh, oh, he bored. did. Oh, yes. Yeah. At, at what
1: At what point in his life? Like, how old is he now? He's 44 years old. For <gasps> goodness' sake! And he
0: took. His lovely new wife Shannon Ham their first date was at the natural history museum because he still likes frogs and slimy <laughs> creatures okay grow up oh. grow up john oh. warner the 4
2: no she met him he met her on a blind date she's a first grade teacher at the spence school in new york mm-hmm. and you know she just had a wide-eyed view of the world mm-hmm. and it was wonderful he said to meet someone like that because you know she's she's so good with children and I thought, you know, she'd be very patient with a bad boy like me. Oh, he,
1: that's what he said. He's wearing a kilt. Okay, <laughs> let's go back
0: to this. I don't know any bad boys by, besides Braveheart that actually wear kilts. Oh. When you're wearing a kilt and you're the son of a senator, for goodness' sake, you're not a bad boy. And
2: after the blind date, he wasn't interested in the second yeah. date. Yeah, blew you know, her no, off. her yeah.
0: off for a year because, as he said, what does he have in common with a schoolteacher? Oh, oh, oh wait. Oh, you know one. what he has in common. Her family owned the Hams Brewing Company. So he actually says, this is a quote, her family grew up with wealth. And I guess that made him feel a lot better about, you know, oh. his new bride.
2: Right. So they started dating. And, you know, he just, he changed all his habits, Julie. Mm-hmm. He was watching war movies. And then he finally gave up all the war movies. He gave up the pool table. And he was very inclusive about the pool table parties because he invited the gardener.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> oh. So there they are. Oh, poor Shannon Hayden. Yeah. I know. She doesn't she have so- satellite <laughs> sisters to say to walk away from men in
0: kilts? That's just, what you should do. Really, Honestly, it just never goes well. I don't know. You can go to NewYorkTimes.com to see if you found this as heinous as we did. Ah, oh, unbelievable. <laughs> All right, coming up next to I'm going to tell you about our little trip to Walt Disney World. It was a lot of fun. And I'll share. I went on a roller coaster that I'd never been on before. Some classic, classic audio. For the Satellite Sisters, stay with us.
2: We're the Satellite Sisters. I'm Sheila Dolan here with my sisters, Leanne and Julie, today. And, Leanne, we haven't you know, officially
0: welcomed you back from <laughs> Walt Disney World. So welcome back. Thank you very much. I'm so glad to be home.
1: You Julie, were.
0: I know you missed a lot of updates because you were house hunting there in Dallas.
1: Yes, I know, Leanne. So I haven't heard. I know you and Monica went right. to Disney World last right. week. And you know what? It was fun.
0: Here's the thing. It's like the the, the rule of threes, though, for the working mom or any mother, really. You're so happy the first two nights you're away from home. I mean, let's face it, it's fantastic. You know, you get the room to yourself, right? You the get a remote, remote control. control. I mean, it's all about that. Like, I could wake up in the morning and think, Yeah, I am going to go run on the treadmill, because you know what? I don't have to get anybody breakfast or do anything. You're so psyched not to have to oversee the homework or make the lunches or anything. Two nights. It's fantastic. And then the third night, you start to miss them. Of course you do. And especially when you're at Disney World, you're like, no, I feel kind of stupid being (laughs) at Disney world by
1: myself. (laughs) No children.
0: All those people with their families, they seem to really be having a lot of fun here. huh? (laughs) That's pretty interesting. But the first two nights, Monica and I had a great time. Julie, you know you've been to Walt Disney World. It's spectacular. and We got to see the new Nemo stage show, which was... Oh, hey, how si- is that? Singing fish. Cannot beat it. I mean, it's a tearjerker story anyway. And hey... think that's...
1: Li- Leanne, you were on to penguins very early on. So do you think singing fish are going to be the going next... Going to be big the big next
0: big... The penguin, the next penguin? I hope so, because yes. it was great. We got to ride in a big clamshell and go on the Nemo ride. And
2: Julie, you can't see it, but Leanne, is wearing her Nemo watch <laughs> this morning. And, you know, she's not allowed to wear watches because they blow up.
0: Yeah, I have some sort of weird <laughs> magnetic thing that kills watches. It's
1: slow. But the, I know. The, it's, bl- it's a very unusual condition that you have there. The I mean, blue but...
0: dial is very
2: fashion.
1: It's water. water. It's oh, water. in the a, dial, okay. and it's
0: like a clownfish. Yeah, yeah, very nice. And right, so, we, you know, that was great. And then the next day, we got to go see the new room in Cinderella's
1: castle. <gasps> How is it's that?
0: really spectacular. Is it really? I mean, I've never had any prince- princess fantasies. Yeah. But, like... I like, wanted to be Willa for one day. I really thought this would really be fantastic. And, of course, there was a big to-do that night because the family from Michigan was tapped out of the blue to be the first family to spend the night, you know, in the big suite. They must have been so psyched. They were so psyched. We happened to run into them the day after, and they said it was fantastic. This family from DeWitt, Michigan, they had no idea what hit them. They, all of a sudden, they're like in Cinderella's, uh, the pumpkin carriage pulling up. Cinderella's there. There's I always wanted to numbers. go in that pumpkin carriage. I know. Land. I know, just riding in the pumpkin carriage alone. So that was fantastic. But here the problem with my group, which was Monica, Joanne, uh, and Sage, her son, Joanne, our producer, and Sage, her six year old son. They weren't roller coaster people. Oh, okay? Leon, I'm a roller coaster person. And you are a
1: roller coaster person, Leon.
0: And I enjoy going on the attractions. Yeah. I kept trying to drum up some interest in, hey, come on, Everest, babe. So I finally was able to drum up Mike from, from Disney, who was showing us around the place. To go on a, an, an attraction at MGM Studios that I'd never been on, Julie, the rock and roller
1: coaster. Oh, I have been on that rock and roller coaster, Leanne. That's man. what I heard, Julie. I heard you didn't do too well on the rock and roller coaster. I, I screamed from the moment I got in the car no. to the moment I got off, and Mo- then I was like dizzy for several moments yeah. afterwards.
0: Monica claimed you had just eaten a large meal, and it was quite possibly <laughs> not the best time to be on the rock and roller coaster. Okay, well, here's the deal it's the music to Aerosmith. And, like, you're supposed to accelerate (laughs) wildly in the beginning. And you do. You accelerate wildly. I mean, that's all I knew about the roller coaster. So I'm armed with my mini disc. You know, Monica can't go on because, one, she gets sick. And, two, she's got a bad back all of a sudden. So I'm like, fine. I'll. I'm just I'm just gonna go on. I have to get one roller coaster in while I'm here. Go okay. for it, Leanne. So here I am on the rock and roller coaster for the first time. Okay, this is Leanne. I'm waiting in line for the rock and roller coaster. Never been on this before. I've been assured that it's a mind blowing experience that will change my life. It's good. It's like childbirth. (laughs) Okay, I think the deal here is that you're catapulted in the beginning of the ride. That you go like 0 to 60 in 2.9 seconds or something. Okay, we're walking into the prep room. Maybe you can hear Aerosmith in the background. Because at the Rock and Roller Coaster, it's the Aerosmith music. And, um... All right, we're going in now. Okay, I'm watching the car ahead of me. And they tell me it just goes incredibly fast. And I can't believe it. So now I'm... Now they're taking off... And I'm not even in the car Okay, getting <laughs> yeah. a little bit closer <laughs> I just have merging, to worry Merging, I use the... merging, merging yeah. Oh, merging, okay, okay. okay. We're yeah. next, okay. here comes our limo You sound nervous,
3: bus. oh god, it's I'm nervous. in the last car We're in the last
0: car, is that bad? Alright, I'm going to try to hold on to the mini-desk <laughs> Now I'm worried <laughs> I'm pulling the harness down oh, as hard I as I can only just Oh my god, here we go <laughs> Ah! <laughs> <laughs> do take the lord's name in vain i'll never think of steven tyler the same again (laughs) okay my my companion keeps saying it's the smoothest roller coaster so the fact that you were upside upside down inverted going through a corkscrew no problem
3: oh
1: yes that was that's the magic word lee and they
3: don't
0: tell
1: you about the corkscrew. and i had never gone upside down before always swearing
0: Oh, I can't do those loop de loops. You can just forget about it. I
2: was impressed by the
0: quality of the sound, Liam, under the circumstances, <laughs> and I, you didn't you didn't lose the mini disc. I was I, gripping onto that mini disc for dear life. I, I literally, was just,
1: I screamed as loudly.
0: I was very okay. happy
1: to hear how loudly you were screaming, Leah. I just and I I
0: couldn't open my eyes once because I thought <laughs> I just cannot yeah. know yeah. what's happening. Good for you, Liam. But it was fun. It yeah, was really no. fun. But I'm almost if someone had said to me, "You're going to go." upside down there's no way i would have signed up for it but it was really fun really fun um but, you know, we on the way home, I have a question for the uh, flight personnel listening, because I know that we have flight attendants listening, we have baggage handlers, we have pilots, we have airport personnel. I have a question for you, because we're on the plane. Right. Okay, we're flying from, I have to stop in Dallas, so I spent five minutes in your new hometown, Julie. Okay. To change planes on the way home, and it's nearly a full plane. The only empty seat on the whole plane, mercifully, is next to me. Okay, yes. it's seat B next to me. They make this announcement. They say all non-revenue passengers must disembark because the plane is too heavy. Hmm. Okay, first of all, that's not a good announcement to hear. (laughs) Now, I I know that non-revenue personnel is the people who are flying home that are airline employees, right? Okay, all right. But the plane is too heavy? (laughs) Yeah. That's
1: that Well, how many
0: people got off? Like six people get off. Okay, and so, so at if they point, each weighed on an average, what? 150 pounds? Right. Do you that's think like 1,000 pounds. Right. That's hard to believe that that is going to make or break me. So my seatmate and I were having a discussion. He was like, well, of course they weigh the plane. I was like, how could they weigh the plane? He said, well, I'm sure they have, you know, scales. I'm like, hey, I've looked out on the tarmac. I don't <laughs> see, no, it's not like, see. It's trucks. not like a truck stop that's, or something like that. We're that's tr- exactly what I said. So really. you're confused, Leanne. Right. And then I'm like. Can a 1,000 pounds really make a difference on a big Boeing 757? Exactly. Or then I start to think, well, maybe this is airline code. Because... Uh Oh, it is suspicious. Because six people got off the plane, the non-plane personnel, and then guess what happened? Three passengers got on the plane.
1: Okay, so maybe that was it. They wanted to sell those seats, and so they they kicked, bumped everyone. They off. bumped everyone. Leon, no, I know so that why from... did
2: they say it was too heavy? Just... That's not
1: a good code. Yeah. If that's the
0: code, that's not a good code. So I managed to think to myself, well, it must be a code because this obviously
1: they wouldn't do that for the five hundred pounds. At they may because that that situa- exact same situation happened to me in Denver, Colorado, Okay, okay. one of my other f- former hometowns there. But it's during the summer, there is something about the altitude and ha- higher temperatures that they have a weight restrictions on the plane. And so from time to time, they will ask passengers to get off or that they will weigh the suitcases or... Weigh the passengers. Really? Okay. Yes. I've never heard that.
0: All right. 866. Well, you don't fly. <laughs> well, I just want to know if they really weigh the plane and can the difference of 1,000 pounds really be that big a difference? Six people get off, three people get on. I mean, that's like that, half, it's a half an elephant. That's I a know. lot. That's a it's a lot of weight, Leanne. Well, uh, you know, but really, six people off, three people on. Julie, we're down to about seven five hundred pounds now. And then as we start to take off, guess what? The plane feels really heavy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> hold your oh. breath. <laughs> this does not feel good. And then when I get to the baggage claim in Los Angeles, guess what comes off? Like twenty
1: five really heavy boxes. Well, maybe that was the heavy weight. I guess it
0: was, Jewel, but that makes me mad. As a passenger, I think my life is a little bit more important than the air cargo. But I I still don't understand the announcement. You know, it's too heavy. So the difference of three people, I don't know. So tell me, call us, 866-33-SISTER, 866 337 Forty-seven, eighty-three. how they weigh the airplane, how they know what's too heavy and what's not. I'm just curious, because if I ever hear, like, the airplane's too heavy again, I may have to get off myself. I'm not a non-revenue passenger, but really, when it was it climbing. Made you, it
2: made you scared, Leanne. When it was climbing. Which I was, was like, scarier, the,
0: the, the roller
2: coaster, coaster yeah. or that moment on the plane, Leanne? That moment on the plane was oh, scarier. Oh, really? I, but, okay. Yeah,
0: I did not feel my life was in danger in the roller coaster. But when you're like, oh, man, because here's the thing. I really don't understand how flight works anyway. I know. You know I mean, let's Don't even it. think about right. it. So. I can't think about it. <laughs> right. I don't the don't fact w- that that plane's going up in the air, I don't want to think. Right. I get a little little crazy until we reach cruising altitude, and then I'm fine. And you know, it. once we're at cruising altitude. And the Diet Cokes come out. <laughs> I don't think about the physics. <laughs> but I'm thinking about the physics on the takeoff and the landing. alright six six thirty three, 866-33-SISTER, if you know the answer to that. Coming up, some very sad news from the sports world. Some great news this this weekend great comebacks and then very sad news stay with us for the satellite sisters <laughs>
2: news talk and laughs we tackle the world one cup of coffee at a time i'm sheila dolan here with my sisters leon and julie today and Leanne, i'm going
0: right to you for the sports desk that's right she'll actually some really sad news this morning you know barbaro yes the kentucky derby winner the horse who broke his leg in the preakness and really vets have been trying so hard to save him well, unfortunately, he was euthanized oh, this morning. Oh, he There's just like got a,
1: worse and worse all weekend, yeah, I heard. Yes, yeah. And he, they've tried all these experimental treatments that they thought might be able to help, you know, help his leg, but they couldn't.
0: That is really sad. I mean, you know, country kind of rallied around Barbaro. He was a symbol of something, so that is a sad story. <laughs> well, he was, so, symbol, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Kind of yeah. hope, you know, give, trying and, you know. No, he was. Really trying to save some you know, somebody. Well, a horse. After, after he'd been hurt. So, don't laugh, Julie. I know you didn't no. live in this country at the time. I, I, do, people... I really didn't know. Actually, who Barbara even was. I rallied
2: around Barbara, Sheila... and I am not a sports person. Yes.
0: So you were living in that communist country you lived in, but <laughs> we love the horse here in America. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so okay. We okay. were very sorry to see this morning that, that Barbara had been euthanized. But on a much brighter note, who is back, back, back? Serena Williams. Oh, you're kidding. Good for her. Won the Australian Open Whoa. this weekend. You know, she, she went
1: into that um, tournament ranked 81st, Leon. Yeah. That is, and in fact, the week before she had played in Tasmania in a warm-up tournament, a very low-ranked tournament, and she was eliminated.
0: Yeah, I mean, she really hasn't done much for the last two years, and she came back and she smoked everybody, including Maria Sharapova, in the finals. She yeah. smoked her six-two-six-one. <laughs> oh, yes. Leah, so it's just great to have an American star back on top. In okay, tennis. good for her. Good for her, Serena. Keep it up. And then also. Two big, uh, to two completely dominant athletes this weekend continued to dominate their sports, and I got a chance to check out Roger Federer. Okay, he, now if, what, what's your thinking about I him? Like him? I like him.
1: I like Roger. I have been on his bandwagon for a long time.
0: See, Julie, I have not. You know, I just have not embraced the Swiss tennis star who's now who won the Australian this week, the tenth major. He's approaching Pete Sampras, Sampras's all-time record of fourteen. I just could not give myself over to Roger Federer. Even when he started to cry? I'm I know. Like... Oh, because he,
2: he was too much of a technician? Well, it
0: was just, I, I had the Andre thing, you know. Until Andre really retired, <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't give up on Andre. I see okay. what you're saying, and he Liam. was just a guy that no one could beat, you know. So it was hard. It was like Ivan Lendl. Ivan Lendl, remember him? Like,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a champion that no one liked. Well, it's like the Yankees, but, but you like the li- Yankees, Leon. I know. Well, <laughs>
1: you're right, I But guess. people like Roger Federer. You might not have Leon, but he's, he's a likable guy because he is such an outstanding... I mean, he's so good at his sport. And he's very gracious. He
0: was very lovely in his acceptance speech. And he, he like, thanked the coaching team of his opponent. It was crazy how, how gracious he was. So now I'm 100% on board with Roger Federer. Good. Okay? <laughs> good, good. And then I've always been on board with Tiger Woods. In yes. fact, he's the only golfer I've ever cared about and the only one I'll ever care about. I don't care about Jack Nicholas. I, I had a little. See, I
2: liked I had a little crush on Jack Nicholas. I love Tom did? Watson
0: yeah. thing. I yeah. love Tom Watson thing. But then, really, have you thought about Jack Nicholas <laughs> in the intervening 25 Not years? Not lately,
2: no. Do you tune He in? was on TV for, I think, uh, some kind of ad for, I don't know.
1: Something, something, well, some but you can you, Do you ever watch a golf tournament, Sheila? No, I never do.
2: Sometimes on Saturdays, I just turn it on as background. Yeah. While I fall asleep on the cozy couch. But
0: that's the only people, the only one people are interested in now, Tiger Woods. And so he won again, won again, seventh tournament in a row. And did you know that he and Roger Federer are friends? That they actually text messaged each other yesterday. they were a little competitive about. Um, about about everything. People, <laughs> no, how many people can win more tournaments, like in a good-natured way? So Roger texted Tiger. I don't know if that's completely good natured. I think they're just so fun. driven. they don't compete
1: against each other. Oh, no. No. Yes, Sheila, they're they difference. are driven because yeah. yeah. they're <laughs> champions. Yes, they are driven. <laughs> Again, ten, you know,
0: ten, ten major tennis titles, seven tournaments. Got in it, a row. Right. Right. Right, they're the very best in their sport. They're completely dominating. They only really have each other that understands, <laughs> and so they give each other a little grief, like, oh. "Hey, I won in Australia. How you doing there in San Diego?" That's cute. Well, it Tiger is. Woods
1: has come to watch Federer play.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And vice versa, Federer has walked the course with Tiger Woods at various tournaments. So, Kim, I've always been on board with Tiger Woods. Now I'm on board with Roger Federer and Serena Williams. Good for you. Good for you. We're the Satellite Sisters. If you can't reach us right now, you can always reach us by email at sisters at satellitesisters.com.
2: The Satellite Sisters, yes we are. And Leon, I'm so glad you're in the studio on a Monday. We get to
0: Beyonce together. I know. <laughs> oh. We have a guest engineer today. Poor Kia, she's like, "What are they doing in there?" And we do the Beyonce. We're shaking it. Yeah, we
2: Kia. just we just warm up that way. That's what we do. Now, Julie, <laughs> yes. I don't, I know you don't do your own Beyonce, but oh, I have
1: Beyonce from time to time, all by myself, Sheila. You
2: do. That's great. That's great. Well, hey, we have a
0: great show for you. I, I can't wait, Sheila, to hear about your evening at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. It was an afternoon, Leon. Okay. It was a long. <laughs> (laughs) afternoon
2: on the red carpet at the SAG Awards. I was there in position wow. with our trusted uh, production assistant, Janine Pibel, wow. and I have a full report, Leanne. It
0: I can't, can't wait, wait to, wait to hear, hear what you asked uh, Helen Mirren and what you asked Jennifer Hudson wait, uh, Yeah, what you uh, said to the cast of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, wait till you hear. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, also on the show, Fat-Free Truth with Liz Neprin. Okay, today. today,
0: unfortunately, we're going to have to get to the bottom of body fat. <laughs> what, we what, should. Why not? Isn't Why it just not? fat? It is is just fat, but some fat is good. Too much fat is not good. And Liz is going to tell us why, gosh darn it, do women have more fat
1: than men. Okay, unfair.
0: And then we have a great question about what to do, how to get your abs in shape after a hysterectomy. Can you actually do that if you've had surgery in that area? So that's a good one, too.
2: Yeah, also we have uh, Stacey Cockrells coming on. She wrote the book, Leanne baby-proofing your marriage. Okay. How to laugh more,
0: argue less, and communicate better as your family grows. Okay, it all comes down to one thing, ladies, and I I think you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Okay? Well, we're going to talk about it later this hour, but it pretty much all comes down to sex. There you go. Uh Uh-huh. Apparently. Apparently, that was the secret. I wish someone had told me. But, you
1: know, the other big news over the weekend is there are two groups from London. We've had sort of a British invasion over the weekend. Two groups here trying to win the hearts and minds of the American people. Of course, I am talking about Prince Charles and Camilla. Yes. Okay. Versus David Beckham, David and Victoria Beckham. Okay. Yes. All right. So let's just, just going to do a few minutes of a compare and contrast these two couples trying to win the hearts and minds of America. Oh, Julie.
0: Fantastic. Okay.
1: Analysis. And that's what we provide here at satellite sisters. (laughs) Well, okay. Charles and Camilla, they showed up. Their big thing is they went to see the Liberty Bell, okay, and then um, Prince Charles was picking up an environmental award presented it, to him. That, uh, good for
2: him, right? Now that's why Meryl Streep was not at the SAG Awards because right. she was at that global conference with Al Gore giving the special award. Okay, okay. All right. okay. no, that was, I, you know, okay. I that my was my their agenda.
1: <laughs> and then there was a little, there was a little photo opportunity where uh, Prince Charles tried. Did you see him try to throw the basketball into the net? He went to visit a school oh, in Harlem. No, oh, yeah. I didn't. But oh, I'm sure that lame. was bad. Oh, you got to check that out. Oh, oh. super lame. Super okay. lame. Is that okay. on
2: YouTube? <laughs> okay, I'm sure it will be. It's
1: like the lame. I mean, Sheila, I mean, he, he I don't even want to say he threw like a girl. It was worse than that. <laughs> okay. It was
2: just, oh. Was he wearing a kilt? Okay. okay.
1: No, it was a total air ball. Okay, but let's compare David Beckham and Victoria. Oh, what yeah, did excellent. they do? They didn't stop to look at the Liberty Bell. They went right to L.A. Yes. Okay, Of course. And who were they hanging out with? Tom Cat. They're with Tom Cruise sure. and Katie. Okay. Okay. And they're showing up in all the posh spots. And guess what?
2: Posh is showing up in the posh spots. Yes, so that makes they sense. are.
1: Yes, they are. Okay, David. And then... Where, uh, did
2: they mention what, what posh spots? I mean, at yes, all? Yes,
1: like the Ivy restaurant. <laughs> oh, shield. okay. You, the you Ivy, yes. yes, okay, yes and, I okay. And David Beckham, he actually knows how to play a sport. Okay? <laughs> okay. Let's talk about... Um, you know, let's talk about their background in the film. Okay. Prince Charles. He has been involved in a series of tawdry TV movies about Prince Charles and Prince Diana. Okay. Yeah. That's, you know, but what does uh, David Beckham have? He has bend like Beckham. One yeah. of the cutest <laughs> movies going. That's okay. True. all right. All right. Let's talk about looks. Okay. Well, Prince Charles. No, Leon
2: has the full-size milk ad with David Beckham on her bulletin board. We have to pass it every day when we pass her cubicle. I know. know, No, no, no. Don't even talk about that.
1: He's the cutest man in in the world, okay? Okay, Prince Charles, he wants to be king. I believe David Beckham wants to be a movie star, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about fashion. Mm. Did you happen to see what Camilla was wearing on Sunday when she went to church? That hat? That no, flock but I'm of, sure you she had, did. I did, <laughs> Sheila. Because I'm the royal reporter mm. for Satellite Sisters. It was like a flock of birds she had on her head. <laughs> I, well, and you know, Posh
2: was, is not known for her, you know, discreet headwear either. I no, mean, this, no,
1: no. This, you got to, I mean, of all the hats, this was like, and then she was wearing that brown coat with the faux leopard collar. Did you see that, Sheila? No, Julie, we did
2: not follow this. I was at the SAG Awards, Julie. Okay,
1: Victoria, she probably was at the SAG Awards, Sheila. You know, know, she's a real fashionista. She's really exciting. I mean, I don't know. You know, Prince Charles and Camilla... Dull, dull, dull. Yeah. I mean, they're, there's like organic gardening, and they're worried about their carbon footprint. Okay, those are good things. <laughs> but let's consider David Beckham. He's fun, fun, fun. They yes. had a big story in the USA today about him, about how he's going to drive his Aston Martin to practice land, and <laughs> and then he plans to go out to In-N-Out Burgers in California with the rest of the team. He's going to love it here. Do you have your season tickets yet, Lynn? We bought a package. Okay. Yes, we did. So I would have to say you know for the weekend week this past weekend we're going to give the edge to david and victoria because i I believe that they are they are ahead in winning the hearts and minds of americans
0: julie excellent analysis keep that up because that way it pushes all that election analysis right off the uh, front page of the satellite sisters coverage Okay, coming up next, it's the fat-free truth. We're going to have to talk about body fat, okay? Some is good, though, right? Some is good. Okay, that's good. (laughs) That's all we have to say about that. We're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us.
2: the satellite sisters i'm sheila dolan here with my sisters leanne and julie and it's time right now leanne for the
0: fat free truth and we're talking about fat today (laughs) on the fat free truth liz Neprint joins us every monday she is a fitness expert she has a master's degree in exercise physiology she's certified by all kinds of boards and today liz we're talking about body fat welcome back to satellite sisters Okay, what is body fat?
3: <laughs> okay, good Simply. question. And let's okay. just back up just a tiny little bit and talk about scale weight. Okay. And what is scale weight? It just it measures your mass, nothing else. It doesn't tell you what your weight is made of. Body fat takes it one step further by telling you what that weight is made of. And you were talking before about big bone versus small bone. Yes. Indirectly, it does kind of tell you that. Because oh, really? Oh. All, yes, because let's say you had... 230-pound uh, women who, weigh, who were the exact same height, and you looked at one, and one was a very fit, trim bodybuilder, and the other one, again, who's the same height and weight, could be sort of more like a sort of uh, soft couch potato. Uh-huh. That's possible, and the reason is the bodybuilder has more bone, muscle, and what we call lean body mass, versus the couch potato who has more soft, squishy fat. And the reason for that is fat is just it takes up more room um yes i I just want to make sure i say it right it takes up more room whereas muscle is denser so it takes up less room per per pound of weight
1: okay and so that's
3: body fat versus um lean body mass and so when you get pinched liquid calipers which is a common way to measure body fat you come up with a percentage of what your body is of fat so okay for a woman right are you ready to hear this? I am ready to hear what it's We should don't want to hear it, but you might as well <laughs> yeah. tell us. Okay, this. so for a healthy what what's considered healthy, and again, it may not be aesthetically what you would like to see, but healthy for a woman is between twenty and twenty eight percent. For a man it's between sixteen and twenty percent. Okay. Okay, well, which means twenty percent of if you were twenty percent body fat, twenty percent of your weight was just pure fat. Okay. <laughs> And how how do they
0: how do they measure that? It's Calipers only?
3: No, there's many ways to do it. That's a common way. Like if you go to the gym, uh-huh. they'll take a thing that looks sort of like a, a, a salad tongs on steroids, and okay. they'll pinch your tummy, they'll pinch your thigh, they'll pinch the back of your arm, throw it into a calculation, and what that does is it measures the ratio of that pinch or the pinches combined. Um, again, some formulas and some some norms of other people. Uh, and then you get body fat percentage or and, an estimate of body fat percentage. And your height is isn't, in isn't that as well, right? It isn't, actually. Oh. It is not. Oh. Um, it's really just the ratio of fat to muscle. Now, you know, there are other methods. So uh, one way is to get dunked underwater, which is the most accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, another way is to pass a slight electrical current through you, something called bioelectrical <laughs> impedance. Wow. Wow! And <laughs> that measures. Um, That's if, serious. No, you know, you can't feel it. Oh, it, okay. it looks. Sort of like very Frankensteiny, but you uh-huh. really can't feel it. Okay,
0: so can you be you, in in that twenty to twenty eight percentage? That's healthy,
3: right? That's considered healthy. Okay. Now, some athletic women will go lower than that, right? But usually below sixteen percent in women, what you see is uh, skip periods and and problems of that sort. And the reason is women do carry more body fat naturally because it's what we call essential fat. And that's essential for reproduction mm-hmm. and to pad their internal organs. Which
2: that's sour cream land. That's <laughs> that essential fat that we need. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it's essential.
3: So isn't that a good word for it?
0: <laughs> and above twenty-eight percent, that's no good. Then you're setting yourself up for a lot of health risks.
3: Yeah. Then you know, but but again, just realize that all of these numbers, whether yeah. it's BMI, body weight on the scale, body fat. There's a lot of margin for error, particularly with the calipers. They can be off by 4% to 6% depending on your tester, depending on how your body fat is distributed. If you have an odd distribution, you can get a a strange reading. And you need to take all of those numbers and look at them sort of as a group. So if they all trend towards high, then Mm -hmm. you probably do need to lose weight. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Now, speaking of odd weight distribution, we have a great sister mail from a listener, Betsy. Okay, and okay. we always invite people to ask Liz Neprin, our fitness expert, questions on the Fat Free Truth. She will bust myths for you. And Betsy claims she has an odd weight distribution. She had a hysterectomy 12 years ago, and so they cut her abdominal muscles. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said, and then I've gained some weight. She cops to that. She said she's gained weight all over, but her doctors told her no matter how many crunches she does, she's never going to be able able to have like tight abdominal muscles again they're going to sag and she just needs to lose weight all over to make herself look better and feel better can she
3: ever get those abs back Liz well you know first of all I think Betsy has a great attitude because I read her letter and she has a wonderful sense of humor and I appreciate that Mm -hmm. Um, so that said I would say to her that I agree with her doctor that it's definitely going to help for her to lose weight overall because there's a good chance that she's sort of pocketing some of that fat towards the middle now she does have a very challenging problem and it's a very it's the same problem a lot of women who've had cesareans, right where you cut the muscle and when you do that it really impedes the muscle's ability to uh... follow a contraction the whole way down the the entire muscle, which starts at the breastbone and goes into the hip, and that's probably the the least technical way I can say that. Okay. What I would do with Betsy, and, you know, I'll be honest, there is a very good chance she's never going to have firm, tight abs Mm -hmm. unless she goes in and, and, you know, has an operation to help her with that, but she can make big improvements if we treat her like somebody who's had a cesarean, so what I would do with Betsy is I'd give her what we call isometric moves, so not so much the crunches but moves where you tighten and hold and then exhale and do that 10 or 15 times or where you do, and we've talked about this before in the air, something called a plank where you balance on your elbows and your toes almost like a push-up and you hold it for 10, 15, 20 seconds up to a minute and you can do that from your knees to start, which I suspect Betsy would have to do because her muscles are probably pretty weak. Those are going to go a long way to pulling the muscle in towards the middle and the reason those will work is because they, they will work the muscle in the matter,
0: even if it's cut. All right. Liz Neprin, thank you so much. Okay, Betsy, you heard it. You don't have to do the crunches, but you do have to do the work. And, but yeah. may, but, and you can make things work for you. Liz Neprin, thank you so much. You can email questions for the Fat-Free Truth to sisters at SatelliteSisters.com.
4: always have to steal my kisses from you always have to steal my kisses from you always have to
0: steal my kisses from you I always have to
2: steal
1: my kisses from you
2: That's a great song for marriage, Leanne, about (laughs) our next topic and our next author. We're just about to talk about that. Sheila Dolan here with my sisters, Leanne and Julie. And I wish I had our next guest book when I was married, but I'm no longer married. Me (laughs) too. Well, you're still married, so you can still use it.
0: (laughs) We are talking to Stacy Cockrell. Her book is Baby Proofing Your Marriage, How to Laugh More, Argue Less, and Communicate Better as Your Family Grows. She's a co-author with Kathy O'Neill and Julia Stone. Hey, Stacy, welcome to Satellite Sisters. Hi, thank you for having me. All right, Stacey, I have to admit, I was very skeptical when I opened <laughs> your book, because we get a zillion relationship books here at Satellite Sisters, and they mm-hmm. always start off with, like, make sure you get a babysitter on a Saturday mm-hmm. night so you and your husband can go out on a date. And date just, night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Date night. Like that's going to solve anything. Like you right really true, Easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like you really want to even speak to that person by Saturday. By the time Saturday night rolls around, you don't even want to talk to your spouse.
4: When you <laughs> yeah. You just want to go to sleep.
0: Exactly. So I loved your book, Baby Proofing
4: Your Marriage. Thank you. Because it's
0: funny and it's fresh and it's very frank, Stacy. You, oh,
4: we love just getting to the heart of the issue.
0: Well, and you really open up, you and your co-authors really open up about your own, you know, situation when you first came home with kids and how that changed your marriage. And also you talked to hundreds of, of
1: uh, couples about
4: this, yeah. right?
1: And they really opened up to you too,
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Stacey.
4: Here's how it all came about. Yeah. Uh, the three of us are great friends. And when we brought the babies home, we were just starting to wonder what's going on with our marriages. We're just not communicating the same way. We're speaking completely different languages. But we're married to great guys. We just knew something else was going on. So we looked for the humorous, you know, tell it like it is book that explain what's going on, the fly on the wall, you know, what's really happening here uh... and also a book for men and women
0: that comes through because you have a lot of advice in there for men a lot of sort of eye-opening things men can do and it's helpful i think for men to be able to read what women are really saying behind the scenes right we
4: try to be as balanced as possible and this book just didn't exist so we ended up writing baby proofing your marriage the book we wanted to read and we did talk to hundreds of people all over the country in different stages uh, collected the funniest quotes and stories that highlight the four key issues we have once we bring the babies home.
0: All right. What are the four key issues? Because I don't know, Stacey, it was seamless for me, the transition.
4: <laughs> Leanne, I was yeah.
1: at your house in those early
0: days yeah.
1: helping out yeah. when you were wearing that red sweatsuit oh, yeah. sort of full-time uh-huh. for Oh, two yeah, years? seven days a
4: week, yeah. the, same, the same sweatsuit exactly. Yeah.
1: Now, what were the four key issues that you
0: found?
4: The four key issues. First is we bring the babies home. We call it the great mom-dad divide. Yeah. Mom suddenly has this mommy chip in her brain that hums 24-7, and we cannot shut that dang thing off. Mm-hmm. It's How many true. bananas are in the house? When's the next doctor's appointment? How many preschools should I schedule my kid? Should I register for? And it just goes on and on. And we get compulsive. We're, we kind of turn into these control freaks. Men, uh, they just feel like they're relegated to the sidelines, and they feel like the bottom head on the family totem pole. Mom thinks... He just doesn't get it. Right. He doesn't know what it's like to take care of a newborn if you're home all day with you know the newborn twenty four seven. Also, if if the couple if they both work, he still doesn't get it. He doesn't understand that there's a lot of behind the scenes work that goes on in caring for the baby even while you're at even you
0: know, while you're at work. Right. Exactly.
4: The nannies or if you have a sitter or whatever the the doctor's appointments. So, again, there's just this, he doesn't get it. But the husband comes back and says, no matter what I do, it's never enough. And it's never good (laughs) enough.
0: Well, that's true, Stacey, isn't it?
4: (laughs) Yes. I mean, they try to change the diaper, and there we are, micromanaging how they do it. So, again, we call that the great mom-dad divide. The second key issue, scorekeeping.
0: Oh, yeah, that's just, I did this, now you need to do that.
4: The endless tit-for-tat on who has it tougher, who's working harder. Uh, we, we love this one quote we heard from somebody. Um, I changed a last diaper. Well, I worked all day. Well, I bought a present for your mother and took five three-year-olds to Chuck E. Cheese. You know, and, and nobody wins this war. And it well, is I think I funny. had
0: that exact conversation. Yeah, it sounds like you, <laughs> Leanne.
4: It, it really does. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it is. We all, everyone has the same conversation. And that's the beauty of this is hundreds of people are saying the same thing. So you realize you're not alone. and This is very normal.
1: Yeah because I think a lot for a lot of young parents you try to keep up the appearance that things are going along just fine <laughs> that you've adjusted to your new life you've adjusted to the new baby you're able to you know to do all these things simultaneously and have a neat and wonderful house.
4: Exactly and the three of us we were just as clueless as everybody else when we started this book we thought gosh maybe we're the only ones oh but when we opened up the gates the floodgates and started talking to everyone else now we get it. Everyone's going through these issues, and we're all hanging on by a thread. All right, we're talking to <laughs>
0: Stacey Cockrell. Her, her book is called Baby Proofing Your Marriage, How to Laugh More, Argue Less, Communicate Better as Your Family Grows. Now, one of the issues is in-laws. We could go on all day about that. But, Stacy, for me, the big issue... Sex. Sex. Okay, I mean, let's just put it on the table. Let's get it out on the table. Okay. Uh, I, does it change dramatically for every couple, or are there really couples out there having the alleged four sex? you know, four of <laughs> sex four times a week? That's that, what they say, Lee. That's you what men what? quote uh, you.
4: <laughs> we, we have not met that couple. And okay. If they're out there, we would love to hear from them. We would love to know how they keep that up. Right when we bring the babies home. Yeah. The mom's sex drive just goes Mm M-I-A. She's exhausted. She's just, I mean, sex is the last thing on her mind. Um, And also nature tells us to nurture our baby to the exclusion of all else. It's that mommy chip, and we just can't shut it off, and it leaves very little mental room for our husbands. And our husbands think that we're rejecting them, but they don't understand that it's just this, you know, we get compulsive about the baby and it's just hard to feel sexual when you have a kid strapped to you for food. Right. You know, it's just it's just two competing drives. Well here. put, Stacey. Thank you, Stacey, well, for putting you, and it and you
2: bond with the child in such a strong
4: way. That's all Absolutely. you can think about. Oh, it's a wonderful time in uh <laughs> when we bring the babies home and that bonding experience and we're also trying to adjust to being mothers and it's just very overwhelming. So like I said, the the sex drive just kind of drops off our radar. For dads, on the other hand, they want sex, baby or no baby. Yeah, why? Why is that? <laughs>
0: you're not in very good Nature,
4: nature's telling them to spread their seed, right? And they had one baby. Let's. They're thinking, let's keep having them but we look uh, bad we look
2: bad and aren't you supposed to wait to have sex for a while anyway i mean that's what my doctor told me
4: you know not years uh, not six uh, years yeah we know we know women out there that will uh inflate the number oh well i have to my doctor said i have to wait three months and another woman said i told my husband six months are you kidding so uh yes there is a, a time that we have to heal but then You know, it just takes us a really, really long time before. I think we need distance from feeling like a mom. You know, we get pulled in that mom vacuum. We need some distance to feel, you know, connected with our husbands. So the husbands think we pulled a bait and switch. What does that mean? The bait and switch meaning, you know, we're all into sex when we're, you know, when we, we just get married on the honeymoon and all that and we have the baby. Suddenly we're not as interested as we used to be. So we call that the the husband say the bait and switch.
1: So this but you know what
4: women say what, what do
1: women say. What
4: we say, and we love this. We heard this one quote from some guy. Uh, we do not like the ten o'clock shoulder tap.
0: Well, oh, <laughs> I think we, we've been. What, what is that,
4: Stacy? I'd like the to hear you. shoulder tap. Uh, it is you know you pick up the toys for ten minutes. You have maybe a ten minute conversation, and you get into bed, and then there's here comes the paw, right? <laughs> And you know, because we need to feel connected before sex, emotionally emotionally, we like the conversation, say something nice to us or you know go out to dinner. Or- I love those red sweatpants on you, honey. <laughs> Just something oh, yeah, something I love, you know even though it has um, I love those drawstrings on it, but it 's looking amazing. And <laughs> those drawstring so pants glowing. are so flattering.: Yeah, you haven't had a shower for three days, but hey, you're looking great. I mean, we need something. And a lot of times there's no energy, you know, they don't have any energy, they're tired, they're coming home from work mm-hmm. or whatever, and they don't, there's no real time to connect, so there's the, there's the paw, there's the 10 o'clock shoulder tap. Then there's the flashpoint for conflict right there.
0: Right there. It's just mm-hmm. like, I'm too tired enough, don't you know what I do all day? And he's like, hey... How long could it take?
4: <laughs> exactly. What's so, like, left what's for me? What's big deal? Why, why is this such a big deal for you? Yeah. So, what's really, really interesting is that um, we, we talked to hundreds of men and women, and we're trying to get to the heart of this issue. Right. And, okay, so we talked to hundreds of men. Mm-hmm. Here's what men are telling us. Okay, Stacey. This is, this is we very. We should write this down, yeah, shouldn't we, Stacey? It's this too late for eye me. Eye-opening for the three of us. <laughs> Eye-opening. We talked to men. We got them in, you know, three or four guys at a time. Just said, "Hey, what does sex really mean to you? Why, why is this so, it's so important? You know, especially after you bring the babies home. Don't you? Isn't it okay to take a break for a while?" They said, "If they go without sex, most of them said this with like longer than a week. It's like the sky is falling down. <laughs> Crushing. <laughs> I mean, these are actual words. Crushing. The wheels are coming off." One guy said, "If he gets rejected two or three times in a row, it is soul destroying." Wow! Wow. Yes, and so we thought. I mean, we love our husbands. That's true. We want them to feel like the sky is falling down. No, we don't want that. No. So it's for women. It's like we. I think we can think about sex a little differently. All
0: right, Stacey, we're going to take a break. When we get back, you're going to tell us what we can do. You have it's a five minute solution according (laughs) to Stacey. She's got a five-minute solution for how we can fix this problem. We're the Satellite Sisters. Babyproofing Your Marriage is the name of the book. You can go to SatelliteSisters.com for more information on the book and the authors. 866-33-SISTER. That's our number, 866-337-4783.
1: Hands
4: are
3: to
2: we are the Satellite Sisters,
0: Sheila Dolan here with my sisters, Leanne and Julie, and we're talking about surviving marriage after the baby comes home. Right, Leanne? Yeah, those early years are rough. I mean, really, I would say the zero to five years. Or you, 14 in okay. my case. <laughs> <laughs> Our author is Stacy Cockrell. She has written a book called Baby Proofing Your Marriage, How to Laugh More, Argue Less, and Communicate Better as a Family. Her co-authors are friends Kathy O'Neill and Julia Stone. And it's a really funny, frank book on those tough years. like. Eight, nine, ten years there when you have young kids in the house. And, Stacey, obviously a huge sticking point for a lot of couples is sex, or lack thereof. the And the good news, Stacey? Five minutes, right? That's all it
4: takes. Now, we have lots of we have lots of suggestions to the chapter, but for some reason, that's getting a lot of
0: attention. Well, okay. You know, we like to keep it clean here on Satellite Sisters. What can you tell us about your five minute solution?
4: Five minute fix. Use your imagination. What you can do in five minutes. Okay. It's on 142. Uh And we we look at uh, the sex chapter. It's really just a big toolbox. Uh, and, And some things might work for you. Others, you might like better. Some things you might not want to do, uh, and again, it's not—it's not, it's not a, a guide you have to follow. It's really, what do you want to put in your toolbox? And this one is highly effective. Okay. That's what we've found. <laughs> okay.
3: All
0: right. So, so you're the woman. You're you're doing the five-minute fix. What's he doing? What's he doing for you when you're fixing things up for five minutes? for oh, him? Oh
4: gosh. Well, that. Uh, That five minutes can, uh, there are a lot of benefits after the five minutes.
0: Okay, like what?
4: Let's let's get to what men can do. Yeah, let's get to that. First of all, what men can do, they first have to stop the 10 o'clock shoulder tap. Okay. The 10 o'clock shoulder tap on its own just makes us feel convenient, like a 7-Eleven, right? We've -hmm. heard that. Many women say that. Uh, How about a a good conversation? Tell us how you feel. Um, Look into our eyes. (laughs)
2: Just, you know, yes, simple, like, dinners, and, and, and
4: talk about it before it happens. That's what I like. Yes, tell us Houston. why you want to be with us. Because, again, we, we need to connect before sex, but men connect with us after sex. Men really need that connection with us. They've made that very clear. So, you really? know, the they like to connect. I
2: thought they like to sleep after sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right.
4: That's true. So, yeah. but they do. They they really need to connect with us and uh, they made that that very clear that we need the heartfelt conversations. Also, men can redefine the foreplay. Okay. What is it? Give us how? an hour to ourselves. Let us shave our legs. Let us brush our teeth, you know, let us uh, kind of get out of mommy mode.
0: Yeah,
2: I
4: mean, we've got the sweatpants, the, the same sweatsuit on, the red one. Right. And we've got the stain on it and, are, you know, haven't showered in a couple of days. It's so hard for us to feel sexual. So we really need them to help, you know, redefine the foreplay, help us in the kitchen, you know, come home and pitch in. Uh, get off the couch, you know, get get off (laughs) the couch. There you go. That's a start right there. (laughs) Get rid of those, you know, electronic gadgets, right, that they're staring at. And, uh, you know, start connecting as a couple. And that really helps us get into the mood.
0: We got a funny call from Callie in Texas when you mentioned the 10 o'clock shoulder tap. She Mm -hmm. said she got one last night, and then her husband just suggested she... Take one for the team.
4: Really? <laughs> which? Take one for the team. Which,
0: in a lot of ways, though, Stacey is kind of what you're saying. Like everybody has to give and take here when the babies come home. You're yeah. going to be.
2: Her doing...
4: children are older. Yeah, yeah. she still got the ten <laughs> o'clock shoulder tap. And to some degree, some degree, yes, you can say that. I and mean, if, like, if we were, you know, if we only had sex when we were interested in sex after the babies, what would that be? Once every two or three months? Yeah. I, don't... I mean, we, we talked to a lot of women and said, how often do you really, really want to have sex? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them said, once a month, once every two months. So if, if that was the status quo, like we're just going to have sex when I'm in the mood, our poor husbands are going to be climbing the wall. <laughs> I mean, that's what they – the guys made it very clear to us. They feel very ignored and just – not important and relegated to the bottom head of the family totem pole. Like, their needs always come last. And this is a two-way street, a two-way conversation. We can't just have it our way all the time. Well, I we hear what, you saying what they is that have to say.
2: The man just has one need. Is this what you're saying?
4: That's the big secret. That's Charles. what you just sounds figured it sounds out. Okay. like. Yes, that's what we're figuring out. They said this is the main issue one thousandfold. One guy said... Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. I can deal with issues. I can deal with my job. I can deal with the bills. I can't deal with no sex.
0: Wow, right. Stacy, we're, we're almost at the very end of the interview. The book is called Baby Proofing Your Marriage. It is a fun, funny read and very important for both men and women. How to, Quickly, how
4: did it change your marriage writing this book? Wow. My husband's listening right now. I'm oh, married yes. to an amazing man. <laughs> We, communi- we communicate about these issues early and often, and when we started writing this book, now, you know, when we had, like, a scorekeeping argument, which sometimes we still do. You can't totally get rid of that, but right. you can ratchet it down. Now we laugh about it. Mm-hmm. I'll just point to some page in the book, look what we're doing, and we just have a really good time with this, you know, this material. Um, second of all, the, the sex life. Boy, to our communication has improved so much i don't get the 10 o'clock shoulder tap anymore we have a lot more heartfelt conversations i feel like i'm dating more no that's great We want to feel like we're dating all right
0: stacy cockrell is the author of baby proofing your marriage check it out at satellitesisters.com satellitesisters.com coming up sheila went to the sag awards on the red carpet we're going to hear all about it
2: We are the Satellite Sisters. Yes, we are. I am Sheila Dolan here with my sister Leanne. Hey, Sheila. Leanne, getting warmed up. And Julie. Hello. Are, I hope you're ready for the cozy couch today, Julie. You have some. I have a post SAG Award cozy couch for you all today. Oh, oh. wow! Because that's exactly where I was after I covered the red carpet at the SAG Awards <laughs> oh. yesterday. Oh, she- oh my gosh, this was exciting. You know, it this, is Sheila. My second year in a row, I've been invited to do the SAGs. I almost didn't make it on the red carpet this year. Yeah, explain that for people who missed that turn of events last week. Well, what happened was our trusted production assistant, Janine Paibel, worked tirelessly. We were going to be in something called the radio room. And what That is sounds that? like
1: detention hall. It,
2: it, <laughs> it's nowhere. I mean, there, you know, you don't even want to go to the radio room. You don't even want to know what's going on there. They no don't...
1: stars come to the radio no, room. No, you get a right? live
2: feed in your ear. It's crazy. No, 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 no. We wanted to be on the red carpet. Yeah. And Janine Pibel secured us that spot. Fantastic. So. And I just want to prove that I was on the red carpet, Leanne. Hold oh, on. Okay. She's dipping into her large green Here bag. Here is my ID. Red carpet access, people. Wow. Hello. Red carpet access. So okay. this
1: Was it a better spot than last year? Because last year you were well, behind a shrub. No, there I were know.
2: no shrubs this year okay, in the radio <laughs> reporters' lineup. Okay, so they did away with the shrubs, which was great. But let me back up. Because I needed to figure out what I was going to wear, how I was going to look. Yeah, What was going to be my look. So I thought basically as a starter, I'd just get a spray on tan. Right. All right. So we've done this before, right, Julie in L.A.?
1: Yes, but we have different results because it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't seem to stick to me. But you become a completely different shape. I know.
2: I just become Amazon woman. It's great. So we go to this place. Now, they had a new attendant who is a fast talker. Oh, So okay. I, and, and really, you were at her mercy. I mean, you, you are naked in a tanning booth, and she is spraying highly toxic chemicals <laughs> on you in all different angles and specializing... So when she said, you know, bend your knees and stick your butt out, I didn't know what she said. So I'm like contorting, you know, and she said, and I'm like, what do you want me to do? You're afraid she could spray in the wrong place. So anyway, that was one thing. So I started with that because I thought I was going to wear my short, cute chemise dress. Yes. Which I wore to Thanksgiving. I was going to buy the pattern tights, the Mary Jane high heels, get it all together and then all of a sudden, it got cold in Santa Monica. Right. And so I opted for the, you know, the D- Donna Karen pantsuit, and I wore long underwear underneath. You I did? swear, I was just, I was broiling, <laughs>
1: and um, <laughs> because they do have hot television lights, Sheila. I know red-
2: it was, it was just, it was wrong. But we, we worked it out. Believe me, I took clothes off in the ladies room before okay. before the as stars arrived. Oh, and by the way, I had a manicure, and one of the women there saw my Screen Actors Guild cheat sheet. And she said, oh, don't worry, there'll be food there, you know, to sit down dinner. I was like, I'm not going to the dinner. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks a lot, lady, who's going into the dinner. <laughs> All right. So Sunday morning, I had to pick up our production assistant, Janine Pibel. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, what
1: time did you have to get We to- had to
2: be in our spot at 2 p.m. on the okay. red carpet. Picked her up at 1 o'clock. It's and- a good thing we left some getting lost time.
0: Because because well, you always get lost. But you know
2: what, Janine has fourteen m- versions of the map quest. Right. And really, it's confusing downtown because you have to get off at an exit that turns into Figueroa. There's no Figueroa exit, Leon. There's yeah. Adams Boulevard. Okay. Okay. Right. We, we missed it. We missed it. We went miles beyond. Oh. Janine said, "Don't worry, let's turn around." We did. We did the turnaround. Yeah. We went off at Adams. We, You know, then you didn't we...
1: call Leanne or Liz to <laughs> I... say you were lost in L.A. like you usually no, do, No, she called
2: her, her boyfriend, which was handy. Yeah. Okay, so then we went into three different lots. Those were all wrong. We finally got into the right lot. Picked up our ideas. Uh, picked up our media uh, supply kit, Leanne. What's in the media supply kit? again? This she... is a cute little bag with Listerine, Listermint, Butterfingers, little things, okay? Oh, that is a cute bag. And then much to my surprise... I had a giant bag. I mean, I had I had shawls. I had long underwear. I had a six-foot turkey sub from Subway. I had salt and vinegar six-inch 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 six-inch. I I had I had power bars. I had uh, I you know brow clippers <laughs> i had some dangerous items in there mm-hmm. didn't even look in my bag it's from mm-hmm. the end yes we were Leon. okay but we had no shame right we came up with the concept this these are some a couple of the ideas that we came up with together that jeannie and i practice here's one come, come out of the sun, the sun to space 61 <laughs> that's that was our first concept because <laughs> then we wanted to fine-tune it so then we came up with this you've already won at Space, space 61. 61. Oh, I like okay. that one. Just a, just, good. Just a funny little thing we decided to do. Okay. All right. So then you're waiting, you're waiting, waiting. And then all of a sudden, it's like a flood of stars. And you, again, you know, I recognized a lot of people, but the big names, you know, they don't tend to stop at Space 61. <laughs> all right? <laughs> Why is that, Sheila? We didn't know. But we got a hold of a couple of stars. And I want to just, you know, I want to play the first star that we... uh we connected with. I okay. would say connected because what we tried to do is make a personal connection that's to a good, everybody we talked
0: to. That's a great
2: concept. It's hard to do when you don't know who they are. But. And I didn't yell this year. I decided to be very calm. And so the first star that I recognized was a lovely Irish Kate Flannery from The Office. You know, she's got the red hair. All right. She's like a deadpan comedian. Yes. Very cute lady. I called her over, and here's my interview. At Space 61 with Kate Flannery. Kate Flannery, uh, you're on with Edutain and Sheila and the Satellite Sisters To one I- from I- one Irish woman to another. Oh, Congratulations. Thank you so much. Jesus. It's nice talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Come,
0: have, a- have a drink. Yeah, and the Irish girl plays the drunk. Do you love it? My family owns a bar in Philadelphia, so be careful what you tell the writers. That's all I'm going to do. You tell. have
2: one last chance to say something before you head into the shrine. Anything you want to get off your chest? Uh, you know something? I, I, I'm so
0: excited that the SAG Awards are actually not about having a, um, anything sagging. It's a beautiful thing. So I just, I, I don't want that SAG Award. Thank you very much.
1: I like
2: this one. Thank you. I'm laughing too much. Okay. She's laughing a lot
0: to critique you, but still, good work. Okay,
2: so that was. Good
1: questions, Sheila. I'm really
0: impressed. Kate
2: Flannery. So, you know, the stars are just flooding by, okay? Uh, You know, I'll tell you a few people we didn't see. I mean, he talked to. Okay. Who just appeared out of nowhere, out of the mist. Eva Longoria. Okay. Just all of a sudden, she's across the way from us, and we, we, we made eye contact, and then we just did the little wave. That's what Janine and I did, just to make that connection, all right? Yeah. No, no, because there was
1: no way she was going to come over was, and talk to you. She was stunning in real life. Really?
2: I was disappointed because <laughs> I wanted, you know, I just, it's like she was beautiful. Mark Wahlberg, absolutely <gasps> incredible in real life, didn't have time for us. It's okay. We made the connection. We did the little wave, okay? Um, and then... Janine, our assistant, got what I would call Joaquined. That's when Joaquin Phoenix last year, he put his hand over his heart and said, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you. Remember when he he did that? I yelled at him. I said, Joaquin, come over. And he rubbed his heart and said, I'm so sorry. Well, you know the cute star from Entourage, Adrienne Grenier? Yes. Yes. Yes, Completely Joaquined Janine. I mean, looked right at her and said, I'm so sorry, like with his
0: eyes. Oh, Okay, so we had a lot of that. All right. Okay, well, and we should mention that Janine is... Quite a lovely young woman. She's oh, she, an actress herself. She's, she's actually stunning. And
2: actually, I fooled a lot of the young stars, the child actors. I said, did you know that Kirsten Dunst was going to be working the red carpet? <laughs> and I, I actually, I, a 12-year-old girl was horrified. She was scared when I said that because she believed that it was Kirsten Dunst because Janine Pibel looks just like Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> okay. But I want to talk t- uh, about another star who I didn't know was a star, really didn't know his name, very, very cute High energy African American actor called Romani Malko. Uh, he's from Weeds, and Weeds got nominated. Okay. A lot of people from Weeds, I've never seen it. I called him over, and Romani was gracious with us. Listen to this. This is entertaining Sheila. So, oh, nice. congratulations, first of all. Thank you. Or ahead much. of time, because this is Spot 61. We know you're going to win. This is. Oh! The lucky spot, the lucky spot. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, okay. okay is there anything you're absolutely dying to say before you go into the shrine because we are the last outlet on this red carpet
3: <laughs> the last thing I want to say that I think I've just realized that like normally whenever you, I'm we're nominated or I'm nominated for something it doesn't I gotta be honest with you I've never felt as uh, as honored as I am tonight. Aww. I feel very grounded. I feel like the nominations that we've earned have actually been earned. You know what I mean? Right. Sometimes, you know, you go to award shows and you're a little skeptical about, well, who came up with this? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I've won many awards that way, right, Janine?
3: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, we got like probably the smallest viewership of any show nominated. And to be nominated makes me feel like it was a we genuinely earned it. Well, and, we think
2: you did. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Have to have nothing have to have but good, good energy, energy from being at Spot
3: 61. <laughs> i'm feeling it, I'm feeling. You see yeah. me running around in circles?
2: Yeah. No. It's all about the fun. at Spot 61. Okay.
3: <laughs> and it's, not, it's all about entertaining Sheila. All right.
2: <laughs> okay. Wow. Too much laughing, but again, that's the longest answer I've ever gotten on the red carpet. So coming up,
1: <laughs> maybe we we can figure out who he is. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, you can look him up, but okay. I have. Some... I love how you said you loved the show when you've never seen Sheila. <laughs> that was a nice. <laughs> well, detail. that's what
2: you do. Okay. Coming up, I want to tell you we've had. I say we had a running. Uh, who was the most beautiful woman on the red carpet? I'm going to give you my uh, decision on that. Yes. Major, major, major Hollywood couple that walked right by us and gave us the Joaquin. Okay. Okay. And then I have my last and best interview with my favorite director of all of all year. Wow. Yes. Sheila.
0: Way
3: to go. Oh gosh.
4: It was okay. Exciting.
0: You are with entertaining Sheila. She was on the red carpet last night at the Screen Actors Guild. She was there for you, as she always is, where the satellite sisters stay with us.
2: This is Entertaining Sheila. I am with my sisters, Leanne and Julie, and just talking about the SAG Awards gets me so excited. I can All tell. Right, from you, Space you just... 61. Woo. All right. So we had a, <laughs> I want to give Best Looking Woman Award. Okay. okay. First, I thought we both, Janine and I thought first it was going to, hands down, be Anne Hathaway from the Princess Diaries. And from uh, Brokeback Mountain and Prada. Right. Okay. She is, I mean, you can't, it's not just hair and makeup up close. See, that's what is so depressing. (laughs) (laughs) They are actually beautiful in every way. She's young, too. Okay, but she is young. She whisked by, but then, no, 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 the best looking woman on the red carpet, by far, Helen Mirren. Really? Oh my oh. gosh! She whisked by us and she waked us. She gave us a little wave and kept on walking. We made eye contact. I saw that gorgeous face. The you know the red lips, the blue dress. The I silver, want that dress,
1: Sheila. The silver <laughs>
2: fox hair. She knocked everyone. Across the park. I mean, it was, like, really? just unbelievable beauty coming off of her. So she wins my award. Is she a small woman? She's medium-built, medium Leanne. Okay. She's not tiny. Yeah. She's a real woman. Uh-huh. But she's
0: absolutely gorgeous. And, Julie, that dress would look nice on you. I mean, thank you. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. maybe yeah. they'll have a knockoff
1: that yeah. they're selling, you know, <laughs> yes. at Target. Okay.
2: <laughs> and one thing you can't knock off is the next award. That's for insanely Gorgeous couple. Okay, there's a kerfuffle from spot sixty one. Um, all of a sudden, all of these cameras starts flashing, 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 and then out of the mist again, yeah. walks Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher. Oh, and you cannot believe they give us the Joaquin. They look right at us and wave at us. We can't stop. We're superstars, and they walk on by. Yeah.
1: Oh boy. Well, right. you thought was- they were the most gorgeous couple.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. They, it's not that they're gorgeous. They are in another realm. Really? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, all of the flashes and it, it, Ashton Kutcher holding her tight. They're such a couple. They're so in love. It is just so maddening. Well, she, she
0: sometimes wears horrible things, though. What no, was she, she wearing? Did she, she, look looked good? Oh. she looked amazing. I wanted amazing. that dress,
1: too. I mean, I didn't think it would fit, but I thought that was. <laughs> Julie, a, I,
0: I wanted
2: that dress, too. All right. It was I a really beautiful did.
1: blue sort of ruffly thing. I thought she looked really beautiful. All righty.
2: Okay. Now, do we have time for my last clip? It sounds okay. like we're going to Here have, we go. Okay. Here we go. Best for last. Uh, I'm going to give you Alejandro González Iñárritu, director of Babel. Save the best for last. Here he is, best-looking man on the red carpet, and I interviewed him. Alejandro, can I ask one question, please? Hi, Hi I'm Sheila Dolan from Satellite Sisters, and I was saying to my friend that last year um, they always saved the best for last because last year Ang Lee walked in right at the end, and now you walk in. Congratulations on your wonderful achievement for Babel.
3: Thank you very much. I'm very happy, very happy.
2: How does it feel for all, you know, for all the Mexican-American directors that have come out this year and shown such phenomenal films?
1: Well, I think it's a great uh, honor, you know, that we have uh, been acknowledged with our work. Alfonso Cuarón, Guillermo del Toro, and I feel very close to each other, and our process were shared during the script and during the editing
3: room, and suddenly we find ourselves doing a trilogy, you know, without being planned. We we talk about the same subject matters uh uh, Guillermo del Toro in the past, uh,
1: Babel talks about the same things in the present, and Alfonso's Children of Men talks about the same things in the future. It was a beautiful coincidence, you know?
2: I was blown away by all three films this year. They were my favorite films. And before you go in, could you, would you mind just saying hello to my satellite sisters in Spanish? Yes, un
1: saludo a todas las uh, radioescuchas del de sistema de satellites, de Alejandro González Iñárritu, director de Babel. Gracias. Gracias.
2: Oh, well. Four stars. Wow, Sheila. It's it's impossible because he was so good looking. I had to just keep (laughs) seriously and I tried to be mature. I could tell. I could tell. that was was holding
0: on. on. That was the mature, entertaining Sheila voice. No wild laughter and proud of you, entertaining Sheila. More from the red carpet. Stay with us.
2: and Julie. I'm just. I want to finish up with the SAG Awards because wow, what a day! I I can tell. Go on, Sheila. You saw the stars. You talked to the stars. And then we wanted to get home and watch the actual awards. So that so
0: you don't. Let's make it clear. You don't actually get to go in and sit around the table and hobnob.
2: No, you can go to the press room if you want and
0: watch it on TV. But no, we want to get home. I
2: want to get home to the cozy couch, Leanne.
0: Get to get out of that Donna Karen suit. (laughs) Yes, or at least the long
2: underwear (laughs) that you were wearing. (laughs) So I thought I'd just breeze on home and be ready. You know. For the teleplay uh at five thirty, right. you know my time, no, you know again, thank you to janine Pipel for every little thing she did, but really, we are not good getting home or getting there. <laughs> okay. What happened? getting to all we need to do is get on the one ten north for about five hundred feet to find the ten west, right. Where is the 10 West? Well, I was on my way to your house, basically. Yes. Okay, so I was. I, know. Almost... I was going to
0: say, I don't think you need to get on the 110 North, my friend, because that takes you to Pasadena.
2: Okay, we just want to know how to get out of downtown. <laughs> okay, okay? <laughs> so after all of that, so we were on our way to your house. We decided to get off and turn around, and we were in Chinatown, okay? Right. And it's dark, and we don't know where we are. So yeah. we asked directions, and we had to get on something called the Five for a little while yes then, <laughs> something
1: called the five it's a major intersection. and
2: then and go to the 10 all right but we right. were in basically the badlands of chinatown in the middle of nowhere we were going over bridges and hills right. and streams it's a very hilly area and there I know are factories where you were factories and you know it's like Die Hard four was being filmed there <laughs> right. i mean That's it's true like, it's like when seriously no, it's like where no one goes i was terrified i didn't know where we were yeah i said janine the five is not here i don't she says it's coming we were driving forever finally and then out of the out of the mist out of, out, of, out of nowhere my nerves are shot comes a mylar balloon floating up in front of the car and i thought it was an apparition i thought it was like balloon man <laughs> And I almost drove into a into a fence. I was like, "Ah, balloon man!" She's like, "It's just a balloon." I was like, "Where is the five? So we we get on the five, and guess what happened? I mean, it's an you ob- weren't going the wrong direction. No, it's were an you? obstacle course. It's it, there's a truck that it's smashed into something. All of a sudden, there's glass everywhere. Then a giant garbage can, like balloon man. Ah, nowhere. I I cannot believe the harrowing ride we had home. And I mean, I, I did call Liz in the middle of it, of course, <laughs> okay, good, because she can help when she's sitting in her couch, and then all of a sudden I said, "I gotta go, you know, I mean, there was more stuff in the road, so woof. Wow, I'm home. glad you made it home. Onto the cozy couch, started r- viewing right away, and really there weren't a, a lot of surprises in the okay, winners. Where was
0: the show? Because I tried to find it on television, I couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> TBS. So TBS. I gave up.
2: TBS oh. and TNT, Leon. It's kind of hard to find. Never even occurred to me it'd be on those channels. Well, there weren't a lot of surprises in the winners, so I was on the cozy couch. I ordered from Tie as soon as I got home. Okay, good. I got some chicken <laughs> to calm satay your nerves. and some yeah. pad thai, and um, and there was, you know, Helen Mirren won again, and. and America Ferreira, good for you. Did you see her on the red carpet? I did see America. She whisked by again. Okay. Gave me the, you know, Joaquin me. me. Um, Alec Baldwin won again. And uh, Hugh Laurie won again. And, of course, Jennifer Hudson won again. Mm -hmm. Who was... Amazing. She was adorable. Oh, you saw her? I No, I saw her speech on oh, TV. Okay, and, okay now <laughs> okay. now I'm on the cozy couch on TV. Okay. I, I understand that. I She's made when, it out of Chinatown. Oh, when I, see, when I say I saw her, I saw her on TV. Okay. Now, the big surprise, after all of the political hoopla for Grey's Anatomy, the awful week that they've had right. with Isaiah Washington going into rehab for making an, uh, you know an anti-gay slur... Chandra Wilson won for female actor in a drama series and wow have you seen have you seen her exceptions no but
0: I love her oh she's my god she's the only reason I would ever watch that show again I think hers is the best character you know on what? the show you
2: know what I'm tearing up even thinking about it I'm just going to let you watch and then we'll talk about it some other day okay okay because <laughs> where just, am I going to watch okay. it <laughs> I, <don't laughs> know, she just, I it's didn't it's on everywhere no, no she it, was great she was great what she, was it about it was about What's it the was gist? about being a very unusual looking actress in Hollywood oh okay you know and like you know her skin color and her nose right and her body and her height and her weight and she's like god thank you yeah you know? wow that's great it was just really really right just okay it was great and then gray's anatomy won best ensemble right all right and then but he
0: wasn't there right isaiah washington no yeah and
1: ellen pompeo of all people did the acceptance speech julie did you see that all right first of all can we just dis- just to take a sidebar and discuss what the heck did she have on it Sheila? was
2: just it was awful it was, it was this like dramatic a- slinky pulled back severe looking hair Makeup, you know, jewelry that looked like an Egyptian princess. Yeah, and- it was,
1: it was, it was not working for her. And she gave a speech, and she said, you know, this is an ensemble, and there's some people who are not here tonight. And she for, she totally blanked out and could not remember the name of her names of her cast members that were not there.
2: She especially couldn't remember Isaiah Washington. I was
1: screaming at the television set, <laughs> Isaiah <laughs> Washington. <laughs>
2: and then she named other people. She tried to name other people. She had no recall.
1: Yeah. And and it was wow. just embarrassing. She was like, "Help me out here! Help me out!" And no one on the oh, cast. Oh, really? <laughs> no one on the cast would help her out. So. Oh, it was
2: bizarre. Yeah. It yeah, was just yeah. insane. But you know, after all of that, I mean. I just want to say that I, it is Smoothie Monday, and I need to smooth it out to one of my favorite actors of all year. And I predicted that he would win Best Actor. And, you know, it was, it was really his night. Forrest Whitaker for Last King of Scotland. I'm smoothing it out. I have a mango drink for you, Forrest. Leanne, I'm going to okay. let you sample this. Thanks, Jill. And he got up and gave a glorious acceptance speech. One of the best because the he's evening. You know, he's very shy. Yeah. And he's not very social. Okay. She's handing me this <laughs> she's handing me the drink. But, but how is it
1: how is it that you know that Forrest Whitaker is not very social?
2: Well, did. I can just tell by the way he you know, he sort of he bows down when he says things, and it's, he's overwhelmed. And he admitted, he said, "I get overwhelmed. I might go off on you." But he just said, "This was this was a this was a group effort." You know, he named the director and all of his co-stars, and he said, "Thank you for giving me the gift of this moment." Wow. He said, "This moment allows me to go on and have more moments." And he said, "I want to work with all of you in this room." Oh, nice. And it was just a magnificent speech. He Good is, for her. He, him. him.
0: <laughs> Good for him. It must be that mango drink. It is. It's very powerfully he mango. is
2: fantastic. And of course, Julie Andrews' lifetime achievement. What's, you know. Okay,
0: I'm going to ask again. Did you see her? And I mean, on the red no, carpet? No, I did.
2: I saw her on the red carpet whisk by. I okay. saw Mary Tyler Moore whisk by. These women are in a class of their own yes they are both yes. of those
0: women did you start
2: singing how do you solve a problem like maria that might have gotten her attention. no leon you know i couldn't really i couldn't even get abigail breslin's attention <laughs> and she was eight years old <laughs> all right leon no but you did
0: a fantastic job this year she we are proud, we of, are you. Really you. proud of you we are really proud of you team we had questions this year that's different than last you, year you
1: introduced yourself as coming from the satellite sisters right. you I, just weren't moaning and screaming i just want to thank job.
0: everyone i want to <laughs> thank
2: all the people thank we, you for giving you this moment right and i you know it's it's a long way from last year yes and i just want to say that you know last year i really didn't know what i was doing i did my very best and you remember last year this is all i could come up with joaquin we have snacks we have snacks joaquin
0: i i'm embarrassed to even listen to it it sounds like a wounded animal the more and more we play it like a bird
2: next year no laughter yeah. All questions, good. And
0: and more contact with more stars. All Lee. right. Okay. Well, That's what I'm promising you. Uh, maybe you'll get moved up from slot sixty-one to like slot forty-five. You got it, Leon. Way That's to go, what I'm fucking for. All right, coming up next. Whoo, still a lot more happening here at Satellite Sister. Sheila's got the cozy couch, and I have solved the mystery of who the actress was that we saw in the locker room <laughs> on the Satellite <laughs> Sister Spa weekend. You're kidding. No, I figured it out. All right.
2: the Satellite Sisters, and welcome everybody. Welcome to the Cozy Couch with Sheila. And this is a post-SAG Award special of the Cozy Couch. Land. Oh, wow. You I don't know. really know what that means, but well, great. You know, that's exactly where I went after I finished doing my work on the red carpet. Okay. I returned home and re-watched on TV the entire red carpet experience that I had just lived. Oh, <laughs> you see? wow. Yeah, that's
1: really some mind bending. Yes,
2: yes. It was, it was sort of confusing, but... I ordered, you know, from my Thai food place takeout. Mm-hmm. I got the chicken satay and the pad thai with shrimp, and I could not get up off the cozy couch to even reach for my Seven Up. You wow. know what I mean? Whew, <laughs> you oh. must have
0: been exhausted, right?
2: So that's what exactly what I did. I did the three-step process okay. for relaxation. Everybody, and we okay. can do that together right now. Everyone, breathe, breathe in, reach, reach and, and snack. snack. Okay. okay. Good. First things firstly, and let's start with First Magazine. Why not? Wow, it's so pink. It's so pink. <laughs> yes, but it's trivial and mundane, so don't worry. Okay. Of course, it's all about belly fat, once okay. again. <laughs> okay. And okay. you can actually drop not one, not two, not three, not four, but five jean sizes by Easter.
1: Wow. <laughs> so- <laughs> five? <laughs> wow. It's, that would that would put you back in like the first grade. <laughs> okay, and if I guess that's just wanted to pick an odd number, if,
2: right? if that's not good enough, how about liver sluggish sluggishness? Oh. You need to quick fix, fix it up, Leanne. First wow. magazine, hmm. okay. But okay. I'm going to go through, uh, of course, smart you solutions. All right, I love so these. Let's I start, love these. Let's start without that. Smarting your period, why not? Okay, okay. you okay. know we like to do that. <laughs> Okay, you can outsmart your period cramps with orange. Yes, you can. Wow. Is our menstrual symptoms cramping your style? Oh, Oh. I love that, cramping. To feel better. (laughs) (laughs) That's good
0: writing right there.
2: To feel better in a flash. Take a tip from Eastern color healers and wear something orange, like this pretty model with the orange scarf. She's oh. outsmarting her period cramps. It's unbelievable. Oh, I thought it was going to be eating, eating an orange. No, 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 Just no. wearing yes, an orange. Yes, you gaze at the fiery hue of the orange, and it stimulates the brain's pineal gland. <laughs> and, of course, it's going to release, what do we always talk about? Endorphins, endorphins. All right. right? Now, <laughs> like
1: peppermint shards. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Peppermint
2: shards? No, endorphins. Okay. No, I really, I all these years I thought I could outsmart my period with giant sweatpants. <laughs> I just didn't know that orange was the trick. So you she should, you should get some orange giant sweatpants. Okay, the color orange. All right. Here's this is for you, Leon and Julie. Okay. I really thought of you. Okay. It has to do with coffee. Mm. That's right pour this to become more persuasive yes indeed moderate doses of coffee can make people more open to accepting ideas (laughs) that go against their beliefs according to a study that's right and the pretty model it's like with an evil grin on her face she's pouring (laughs) coffee for a friend hey let's rob a bank (laughs) okay all right. Hey Leon, let me pour some coffee and like to talk to you about the way you insist on cooking dinner every night for your family. I don't think you really need to do that. I think you can use takeout. You know, I'm gonna do that next time. Or Julie? Okay. Yes. Let's have a latte. Because I want to share with you something I've learned in life. Sweater sets don't always make a good impression. All right, I wanna change your belief. I want I want you to use tight fitting t shirts instead. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh wow, that's devious. All right. Now here's the third smart use solution. Whew. Okay. You can capture your prettiest self on film. Okay. You know when your dear friend visits from college, Leon, and you can't wait to reminisce. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And then you go right to what they call your chat and chew. You know. You know. You know. Chat and chew. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're at a waiter uh, uh, restaurant. You want your waiter to snap some photos of you. Okay. What you're going to do is you're you're going to position yourself at the table above the white tablecloth, all right? And the light is going to reflect back on your face, Leanne, creating a youthful glow and a twinkle in your eye, Leanne. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So that's what you're going to do. And if that doesn't work, chew on a pork chop, Leanne. I know that adds a twinkle to your eye too. All right. Or Julie, maybe some nachos with
0: extra cheese. All right. Really gives you that youthful glow that you need. Well, they make it sound like you're hovering somewhere (laughs) over the white (laughs) tablecloth, like suspended in midair.
1: Or you could just take your
0: napkin and tie it around your neck.
2: (laughs) That would look so youthful. That would. That really would look good. Okay, and just one tip to clip this week, okay? Mm, Okay. Okay, because, you know, I like to tip, and I like to clip, and I like to tip and clip. All right. (laughs) Leanne, I thought of you. I know you get a lot of junk mail at home. Oh, I do. You do? Have you ever tried this? If you want to toss your stress away, Leanne, toss it Mm -hmm. away. So you're going to crumple your junk mail into a ball, Leanne, okay? (laughs) And you're going to shoot it into the wastebasket. Yes, you are. And studies show that making a game out of this tedious task (laughs) can relieve tension. You (laughs) could do that with
1: your bills, too. Yeah.
2: Wow. First, Leanne, crumple them into a ball. Crumple. Uh (laughs) Crumple.
0: Crumple. (laughs) Crumple and toss.
2: Okay. All right, you know, it, there's so much trivial and mundane news mm-hmm. uh, today, but I really, I just, I wanted to share those with you, and uh, I am going to try the orange okay. next month. Yeah, <laughs> so if I come in with an orange scarf in the don't middle of the month, don't you have an
1: orange vest now, Sheila? Oh you know, yes. You I- know what?
2: I'm going to wear that. I gave you the orange vest. <laughs> and if you see me wearing it seven days in a, in a row,
0: don't be surprised. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Steer clear. Now, Leanne, you had uh,
0: something to
3: add I to the up cozy couch? I cleared up the mystery. Couch? Okay. Okay.
0: okay. Cleared up the mystery. And it I did the Sources People magazine, so I think it's a little classy for the cozy couch. But... Um, first of all, I was drawn to this ad because, you know, we've had Nora Roberts on the show. Yes. And we knew that some of the books that we had read and enjoyed, they were making into Lifetime movies. Okay. Say no more. Because they can't play Hope Floats anymore? No. (laughs) So (laughs) these are original Lifetime movies and they start tonight. You can see your girl Heather Locklear. Oh, I love Heather. In Angels Falls.
1: Angels Falls. Which is one of the books we read, Sheila.
0: And the next four Mondays in a row, every Monday night, there's a fantastic Nora Roberts book. On the cozy couch. So, Uh, So I was looking along, and then, oh, there it was. Remember when we were at the Sisters Weekend in Ojai? Yes. And we were at the spa, and we saw, like, the most beautiful actress in the world. You guys did. Oh, you weren't there. No. But we were trying to figure out who it was, because we didn't know who it was. But Was she in a towel? Uh She was in a towel, and she looked beautiful even in a towel, which says a lot. And she had dark hair, and we could kind of place her. We said, we think she was in that movie with Brad Pitt. That took us about 20 minutes to remember that that was Meet, <laughs> meet Joe, Joe Black. Black. Okay? So that took a good, long time. Good recall. And then there, <laughs> there I am on the plane reading People magazine, excited about the Nora Roberts possibility. And there she is. Claire Forlani. Oh, Claire! Claire Forlani. For God's I don't, sakes. I don't know who
1: Claire. She was. she was in Meet
2: Joe Black. If she had like a one hit wonder, wasn't she? I mean, yeah. Meet Joe Black. Yeah, that was supposed to be
0: like, ooh, she's the big new thing, yeah. and then she kind of disappeared. And now it's Vera Formiga, and <laughs> who <laughs> or Mila Jovanovic? Any one know. of those
2: women that we can't remember their names. But okay. We were
0: struggling, and there it was. She is going to be in Carolina Moon. The Nora Roberts movie, and what is her name again? I know you Claire just told me. Forlani. <laughs> okay. Claire, Claire, Claire Forlani. Okay. Claire Forlani, and she's going to be in the movie with Oliver Hudson. So there you go. Oh, Very well, nice. Kate Hudson's the... son, right? No, Kate's no. brother. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kate Hudson's, Kate Hudson's son? son is like four. <laughs> four. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant the mother, Goldie <laughs> <laughs> Hawn.
2: Goldie Hawn's son. Wow, entertaining
0: <laughs> Sheila. Take a couple days off.
1: Just man. spiraled out of We're... control right there. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so those... Joe Black. Those Lifetime movies are on the next four Mondays in a row at 9 p.m. Your girl, Heather Locklear, tonight. It's kind
2: of late, 9.
0: But you're taking tomorrow off. okay, Leanne. All right. you enjoy that. Okay, sister. Okay. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. You can always email us at sisters at satellitesisters.com. That's sisters at satellitesisters.com.